Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Tell Me Two Things. We'll use the same intro from last week oh. and this week, so it sounds the same, so people will start to be like, Got it. oh, I know this song, it goes with that marriage podcast. Welcome to Tell Me Two Things, a marriage podcast, a significant other podcast. A podcast for married people. A podcast, a podcast for domestic partners. For unmarried people. For civil unions. For relationships. Two people. <laughs> a podcast for you. <laughs> That's, I think that's typically how it works in podcast world. Great. Could be completely, completely well, wrong. That. But speaking of podcast world, I Here was able have... to check our stats, and oh. uh, we've had 17, uh, almost 100, no, it was 170,000 people have listened to this podcast. Oh my goodness. Not only <laughs> that, but we had like 1,100 advertisement deals wanting to come through. So, so we're going to go to one of those we're deals hit. right now. We're a hit. Just kidding. I have, I have no clue how many people Pause for this ad by our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, who would be a sponsor? Who who knows? That's maybe so maybe Trojan. What? You know, oh, so I you guess. don't you know don't get pregnant. Married people don't want to get pregnant right away. Anyway, we'll get there in our story. But this segment has not been brought to you by Trojan. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we leave off? We didn't we leave off with oh. See, wa watching a movie together. That's right. We and were then, in my house watching watching a movie, and it was like, oh, hello, you. Yeah, that's where... And then it was kind of like the rest was history. Somebody did comment and say that you got shot with a dart. <laughs> <laughs> and I was that's like, that's unique. clever. I haven't that's heard clever. that one. And then they, uh, they also asked what movie we were watching. Do you remember what movie we were watching? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't. So talk to tell me a little bit about what you remember from 1998, 97, 98 when we started dating. What uh, after we said, "Oh, hello," and we started dating. What what did we do? What what uh, what were some milestones that you remember from the, those well, days? Well, before we actually went on our first date where it was just you and I, we went to the Winchester Mystery House, or whatever it's called. That was before we were dating? That was when we knew we liked each other, but we hadn't gone out on our first date yet. Because we went with Joe and Jenny. Right. And then from there we went and watched Polly. The, the bird movie. The bird movie. In the theaters. And that was the first time we held hands. And then after that, we went on our first date where it was just you and me. And we went to Monterey, California, because we were in college in Santa Cruz, California. And so we went to Monterey to TGI Fridays. And <laughs> did we go to the the aquarium? I think we went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, uh -huh. and then we went to TGI Fridays, where that was our first official date, just me and you. Even yes. though we've been we had been best friends before that, right? right? For a couple years. Right, we were best friends for a while. For a couple years, and then. Uh, we go on a date. We go to TGI Fridays, and why do you why do you remember that? Because <laughs> because I ordered 
fish and chips or a hamburger? I don't remember. Did I order a hamburger? You had the hamburger. I had fish and That's chips. That's right. You had fish and chips and I had a hamburger and fries. Yep. yep. No healthy eating. And I finished my entire burger and all of my fries and then proceeded to eat all of his fries. And I, I, knew, I knew at that moment that I was going to marry this girl. <laughs> it, I, I make an impression. Right. Well, it was, I mean, I think a lot of stories are, they're set back against a shared set of experiences, right? So for me, I came out of a relationship where, where it was all, I can tell the story, Kel. You're <laughs> shaking your head no. It's okay for me to tell the story. Because this is part of why... <clears throat> Why? Yeah, but you can also just say, well, let's just say I haven't dated a lot of girls that would eat an entire hamburger and fries ever, much less on the first date. Yeah, but that's, that's, yeah, maybe. But I think some of it is, it had to do with, I was in a relationship where it was something where like only water would be consumed, like no sweet tea, right? And I come from a family from the deep south, right? That was very, you know, sweet tea, dessert, uh, you know, fried chicken. That, that was how I grew up. And so to move out of the house and go to college and date someone who was like, no salad only water only. Welcome to California. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And so I I thought, uh Oh, is this really what I'm in for? And, uh, wasn't bad. I mean, I like water and I like salad, but at that time in my life, it was something that was just totally foreign to me, but I adapted to it. So after getting out of a relationship like that, coming, you know, and starting to date you, then you come and eat this entire burger. Uh, and you know, and then you start eating my fries. I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was fantastic because then I could, I could really be who I, who I, who I am. And I'm not just food. But there was a part of me in my previous relationship that I felt like I couldn't be who I was. It was a comfort thing, I think, of actually being, feeling like I was in a comfortable place from the get-go on date number one. Well, honestly, I, if we weren't best friends, I probably wouldn't have chosen that for our very first date. Lucky you. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was not trying to impress you at all. <laughs> well, you did. Oh, you did okay. impress Great. me. In um, what would have otherwise been probably something that a lot of people would have glazed right over. I didn't. And it had nothing to do with the food. It had everything to do with the comfort level of being who I am, where I was. Being able to make choices without feeling judged by them. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. I get that. Well, what do you remember? I remember that part and I know that we went on lots of dates and we lived near the beach so we would hang out at the beach a lot and lots of walks and movies and what do you remember anything stick out in your mind a couple of things probably the uh the big thing that stuck out in my mind was um that I lived in a a house with another roommate and we were we worked on this camp and so we actually were in a house, not an apartment, not the dorms at this time. We were in a house and our house was disgusting. And you still would come over and kind of push crap around, but you still, you still endured me and my roommates in our gross house. Do you really, do we really want to go there? <laughs> I am not joking. You could smell the house before you even 
climb the stairs to get to the front door. I'll edit that out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they it was it was a situation where they didn't wash dishes. They would just throw them away and go get a new set of dishes. It was bad. And I still chose to marry you. That's what I'm saying. So like, you you were what able. What the hell to, was I thinking? <laughs> you were able Jeez. to be who you were, and I was <laughs> able to be who I was. <laughs> And that's clearly, you know, taking us Super down this, comfortable. this path of uh, uh, of 21 wow. years of, of wedded bliss. Wow. Uh, another time I remember we were in uh, our college's um, amphitheater. We went down to a place called Redwood Bowl. And uh, I saw a video of it just the other day um about the place that bought the college do they still have it there yeah in the video they show some of i mean they've redone it all but they show some of the redwood bowl they kept the amphitheater yeah they've wow. redone it put back some right of the but, it's and all that, but it's still there nice. and it just brought back this memories of you know at night me and you just walking walking down there hand in hand and um spending lots of time talking and uh, i think that's something that uh, that even though we said last last week that we uh, our communication is something that we're still learning to do uh, something that we've always done is is tried to talk a good bit that was something that we would do walk and talk it was never like a oh he never says anything or she never says anything there was always there was always some kind of communication happening and it might not have been at the level that we needed it to be at but there was always like wanting to get to know you better wanting to get to know me better uh, so the redwood bowl uh, one instance in particular, we came across a skunk. We were climbing back up from the amphitheater up the stairs, and the skunk ran across our path. It didn't just run across. It It was there and decided that it was going to live there for a <laughs> while. So we were stuck on the stairs to the amphitheater, and it was dark, and it was creepy, and there was a skunk. And so a skunk is always kind of like our... Which is the sketchy skunk. I'm my art. My website is thesketchyskunk.com, and um, and it's because of that story. A skunk has been part of our story <laughs> from the beginning. So yeah, weird things. Weird things. What do you remember about our first kiss? We were at the beach, weren't we? Weren't we at the beach? <laughs> I think we were at the beach. <laughs> the one time I remember, I I remember this, but. I was just double checking to make sure I'm right. We were at the beach sitting on a blanket or a sheet or something. And we were talking and you asked if you could kiss me. You asked permission. And I said, yes, or of course. Yeah. And that was our first kiss. The very first one. So we didn't kiss on the couch that night when you said, oh, hello. No, no, no. We weren't even... From right. that moment, it kind of became... It was a spark. A, it, it, it was wasn't... a spark, and we became kind of flirty with each other. And I think it was probably a month later before we even went out on our first date. I don't think it was that long, but or maybe the first when we went to Monterey. But yeah. we went with Joe and Jen, or Jenny. It, it was before that, I think. Yeah, but it was a. But it was also it wasn't right. like a. Right. And we were all four of us were friends, thing. so it yeah. was something that um, because I think Jenny and Joe were there that night at the the. At my house on the couch as well, right? Because you had come up to the Maybe. house with Jenny. Maybe. I don't remember. I think I think that's the case. Yeah, probably. Jenny and I were roommates. Love her. She lives in Nebraska now. 
Do you remember the first time um, we told each other, I love you? Yes. Okay, see, these memories are flooding back. I think you prepared yourself for this. It's been on your mind, and you he, I wasn't privy to the, the questions I've prior. always loved you. I didn't have to prepare myself. Stop it. <laughs> so, with all of the relationships I had prior, which makes it sound like I had a ton, I didn't. But the few that I did have, we would say, I love you to each other. And so it just kind of became more of a something you said, and it didn't really, I mean, it meant something, but it also, they, they didn't last. So I was like, you know, why are we saying I love you if this isn't really going to be a thing? I don't know. So with him, I said, don't you dare tell me that you love me until you know that I'm the one that you want to marry. And so I don't know how far in to our relationship. We went to this super nice restaurant. You got reservations. We got gussied up. And we went to this restaurant, like super nice. It's where I had escargot for the first time. Not that escargot is nice, but it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was beautiful little place. I don't remember the name of it though. Shadowbrook. 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 Look at it. Just, it's all coming back to me now. Celine Dion would be so proud. So after dinner, we went walking the grounds like we went walking on the grounds which was really really pretty it was like on a mountain on like a hillside beautiful or, garden and kind yeah of it was really pretty and it was all lit up and you on one of the verandas or porches or whatever you grabbed my hand and made me stop and looked me in the eye and said i love you and i knew because we had made that pact of let's not say i love you i knew when he said i love you he was saying you're the girl i'm gonna marry so it was really special. Yeah, it was almost like like a, a promise ring, right? From way back in the day of like, yeah. hey, this is this is going to happen. Um, you had said something last week about feeling loved. Um, and I went back and listened to the podcast a couple of times. And that's, I was a couple of the 71,000 people who listened. <laughs> 170,000. You All right, were, well, whatever you're it was. way off on those numbers. Thank you. I, I was probably 80% of them. Um, but I went back and listened and a couple of times in there, you said, you made me feel loved. You made me feel loved when you were telling a story about something that I, I said did. that you made me right, feel loved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something, um, last week we talked a little bit about tell me two things. Mm -hmm. And there's another thing that we do in our marriage. And it is that, that very thing. Have I made you feel loved? So what is, what does, what does it mean when we ask each other, have I made you feel loved today? Well, it's to kind of do an inventory of, have you made me feel loved today? And I think, it, honestly, it originated from, how can I make you feel more loved today? Or how can I help you feel that I love you or that whatever? And I never really had an answer. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And it, and it was a way to kind of help us, help me process to really pay attention to when Things are happening that make me feel loved and vice versa. And like sometimes one day he could, I could say, when you did this for me, that made me feel loved today. Now tomorrow he does the same thing and it could irritate the crap out of me. So it's like, it, it varies from day to day, which is really frustrating, I know. But it just kind of, it kind of keeps a barometer on how we're interacting with each other and being intentional with each other. So it's, it's part of our keeping tabs on where we're at right i think i think some of it fell out of that uh five the love languages book 
Uh, oh, there was a time possibly. I think in the when we yeah. read through what that that was like. And for me, you know, one of my love languages is physical touch. And so for you to say, how can I make you feel loved? And it was, that was an easy door open for me to say, hey, I need more touch, right? Or, hey, I need, or for you to say, hey, I need more time. I need more uh, of your attention. So I, I think it was a an easy way for us to approach versus saying, having me come up to you out of the blue and say, hey, I need you to touch me. Right. Or or saying, you never touch me anymore. And right. then you use those never always. Or you never pay attention to me anymore. How come you don't... Give me gifts, right? Uh, you those... play video games and you don't even talk to me. Why do you want to talk to me? And so it's it's kind of flipping it on the communication side of being more intentional and positive and not the negative. It's, hey, how can I make you feel loved? Or, hey... Right. And so yeah. I think it started out as, how can I make you feel loved? And it's kind of morphed into... Have I made you feel loved? Right, right. Because now there's that expectation because we've kind of set that groundwork. So how can I make you feel more loved today would be a great place to start. And then it really makes you stop and pause and think, wait, what would make me feel loved? And then it kind of you kind of get to know yourself better and what your needs are and how they can be met and vice versa. And you get to know each other better in that way. And then you move into... And have I made you feel loved? But it's not just a linear thing, right? It's like, you've done this, now do this. Because there's still days that I ask you. And I think it's sometimes maybe uh, when you're upset or there's something that, you know, is on your mind and, um, or if I'm upset or there's some time that our communication is not the best as it could be, um, or, you know, you're having a tough day. In those times, I could come up to you and say, hey, how can I make you feel loved? Like, what can I do to help you versus like, hey, Kelly, knock it off, right? Or, you know, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> calm down. Yeah. So. Uh, Which is super helpful when, when you say that. Absolutely. If you tell somebody to calm down, it works 100% of the oh, time. It's brilliant. Well, speaking of how I made you feel loved and how can I make you feel loved, that's a great place to start. Um, and maybe that's even too forward, but I have been seeing a lot of people, they've been posting on social media, platforms that I'm on, TikTok, Instagram, and, but I've been seeing, there's a lot of marriages that are struggling and a lot of people that are struggling, a lot of women that are feeling super lonely right now. They've got kids, they've got the, you know, the schooling and the little ones and the men are like, it's. Is it, is it, are you seeing it as a output of the, the situation that we're in with the virus and all of that? Uh, or is this a kind of an ongoing issue that you're seeing? Well, I do think from a marriage standpoint, you are going to go through seasons of passion and you're going to go through seasons of kind of a lull where it's kind of dry and it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. And those are the times that you can get lonely, but it can get lonely too when you are living basically kind of like two separate lives under the same roof and you're just like roommates. We've been there and it sucks, but I think that this whole season, so I think 2020 exacerbates that a lot and I think it was yesterday. So yesterday, I this one lady, her TikTok and it's, she'd been married for a while but she said that she and her husband, it just feels like roommates and she is so lonely. And then, and it hit a chord because we've both been there. 
we've been there in that situation. I think all marriages might go through that stage. I don't know. The roommate stage. And that's when you have to be, I mean, that's why you have to be so intentional and stay on top of it because it's easy to get there. And I read the comments and it was like 5,000 comments on this girl's TikTok that said like every single one of them, 30 years of marriage, I'm in the same spot. I've, I am never been so lonely. I've been married. I have four kids. I'm all of them one after the other just, and it broke my heart. And, and so I want to encourage you if this is you, if you feel like a roommate situation, that that's your, that's your marriage right now is more like a roommate situation. Um, I want to encourage you that it's a season that it's, there's hope you can come out of that and actually do better, be better and your marriage, be thriving in that moment. It's horrible and it is lonely and it feels hopeless, but know that it is not hopeless. When I was in that spot, when we were in that spot before we communicated, I I guess we haven't really talked about when that started for you, the roommate situation, but when I felt like things were becoming more roommate-ish in our marriage, I started a notebook. This is when the kids were little and I started a notebook um, and it was all the things I love. So when you're, when you're talking about like being roommates, you're talking about just total stagnation yeah. of, of any kind of like love, lover driven. Um, no. One and one and one makes one situation whereas versus a, it can be. I mean, there was sex involved in our roommate situation, but we weren't communicating. So you didn't know I felt that way. I didn't know you felt that way. So we were still kind of going through the motions of. But right. We were both. You, you weren't feeling loved. And, and I wasn't were. feeling loved. Right. Even though loving quote unquote things were happening. Right. We were still having sex. We were. Um, still being parents to our kids, right? It, all of the uh, accoutrements were there, but that something about that fire. Had the intimacy been, was gone. Right. Intimacy mm-hmm. was, was not there. So right. for these situations, you're talking about a loss of intimacy. Yes. Whether that's all encompassing intimacy. Right. And I know a lot of marriages, when you get to that point there there's nothing on the table you're friends like you're at you're polite at best and that's roommates right and so and that's a really hard spot to be in and i was trying to think of when i felt that way what i did and this was you were working at apple crazy hours we'll get into that but um and I started a notebook, and I don't remember what the name of the notebook was, but it was all things I love about you. And I wrote in this notebook all the little things that I loved about D'Artagnan. And it was throughout the day. Like, I really liked it when you played with the girls, or I really liked it when you brought home a Starbucks drink because you were working at Starbucks too. And I really like it when you, oh, you weren't working at Starbucks then. Anyway, but he would bring me, whatever, because you worked at the mall. Whatever. I'm rambling. But I started a notebook and it could be the most trivial thing. Thank you for coming into the room and at least saying goodnight to me tonight. Like the most mundane, basic, we're talking like basic, basic things. 
But whenever I would get so lonely and crying and hurt and just feeling like I can't do this anymore, I would pull out that notebook and read through it and it would flood, the memories would flood over me. I'd be like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh man, because you get sucked into all the negative things and that's all you can see when it's so dark. All you can see is the dark. And that was my glimmer of hope. And then... So you were doing that for you. I was doing that for me. And you ended up giving that book to me. Yes. For your birthday. When I filled the whole thing up. The entire... Book. Full. Spiral bound notebook. Yeah. I think Completely we... full. I still have it. Front and back. Yeah. Um, full. Full. And then you gave it to me. And I think with the stipulation that you could still read it. Yeah, because right. I needed to be reminded because sometimes. it was something. So it was. <laughs> I haven't looked you, at it in years because we've come a long way. <laughs> speaking truth into a very broken place by speaking those things that you needed to hear into your soul that I wasn't able to tell you because I didn't know how to make you feel loved. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But that's something simple, tangible that you could do right now that doesn't in in. That doesn't require communicating with your significant other. Although I will say, tell them how you feel. But I know that that's easier said than done because the welcome mat may not be there. It's not a safe space for you to do that. And so it's a place to start. Something tangible that you can do. It's a place to start. But know that there is hope. And if you hang on with us, you'll... We'll get into all the nitty gritty. We'll show you some hope. We'll get into all the nitty gritty of our marriage, and we've it's overcome a lot, and we're still struggling through stuff. And yeah, like most people, we just no one's talking about it. No one's talking about the nitty gritty stuff, and that's what we're here to do. So, yay! <laughs> so, uh, with that, that being said, have I made you feel? Have loved? I made? Dang it! Have I made you feel? I was loved supposed today? to. I was going to ask you first. Um. You have made me feel loved today. Have I made you feel loved today? How have I made you feel loved? Because <laughs> I'm going, I don't know that I've done anything today that would warrant making you feel loved because I've been working on my art stuff. And Go ahead. You made me feel loved today um, when I shot an email off to... Uh, to someone at work and um, inquiring about something and uh, and uh, from upstairs I just hear you you know yell down the stairs hey I'm proud of you that uh, that made me feel loved it it was something that I wasn't expecting to hear but um, and it was before I even got a response so just uh, taking the initiative and then because it was something that like I didn't really want to do, right? I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to do it. It's not easy for you to do right? that, yeah. To and so I kind of stepped, stepped out there. And then uh, to hear that validation from you from the top of the stairs, you know, while I'm still, you know, working it away, you know, just to hear you yell, proud of you. It uh, that made me feel loved. So thank you for that. Thanks for pouring into me and believing in me. I'm your biggest fan, yo. I like it. I'm your hype person. Hype house. <laughs> Have I, uh, have I made you feel loved today? Yes, you have made me feel loved. When I was being slightly cranky this afternoon and I could not figure out, I am not technologically savvy 
it's not something that comes like super natural for me and it can frustrate me. And I've been working on getting an art website up and going. And so I was editing and trying to figure it out and I'm pretty good with HTML, but this was a completely different platform. And so I, I was really struggling with it and I know D'Artagnan's working and I'm sitting in the living room and I asked, I hollered out at you, Hey, when you get a chance, when you're done with meetings and emails, whenever you're done, can you please come help me on my website? Help me with my website. And I thought you said, help me with my resume. Yes. And then he comes which... over. <laughs> I came over and I was like, what? And I looked over, you were on the couch, just looked over your shoulder and I was like, what, what do you need help with your resume? Are you applying for something? What are you applying for? Which my knee jerk response wanted to hit him in the face because I was like, I'm not applying for a job right now. I know I need to apply for a job. And then I, then that whole like expectation. And it's projected. totally not, it's just what I heard. <sighs> so... Sorry about that. That's okay. But it did make me feel of that once you understood that I was not working on my resume. Which and I'm... you understood that I wasn't asking you to right. apply to jobs. <laughs> you guys, communication <laughs> is really hard. <laughs> but you actually taking the time and sitting down and helping me with it and not getting frustrated with it and um, figuring out all the little details on it. Just it made, that made me feel loved. So go to Kelly's website, thesketchyskunk.com. Oh. <laughs> and look at her little gnomes. Oh, there's only a the, couple of hanging them. Hanging with the gnomies. This is the artwork that I've talked about for the last couple of weeks there's for only... painting in the in the garage. But anyways, yes, you did make me feel loved. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Two, two down. Episode two. How, how's it going so far? Great. I think it's going to like unearth some things that I just, I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. So long ago. It'll. I think going purposefully slow through our story like we're still dating at this point um and clearly we won't go this slow through you know right. years five and six and seven which we don't remember at all um. <laughs> right because our kids are so close together and it's but a we, blur i want i want to really be able to hit the things that uh right that made us into who we are today even going back to the eating my fries on my fir- on our first date and i still still can eat all of my fries and his i love it i love it not every time but i i do and i feel really proud when i can master it i'm like yes do you remember that that's what made you fall in love with me (laughs) (laughs) and i wouldn't trade you for the world i love you i love you until next time guys bye guys